hi everyone thank you so much for tuning in to this series of podcasts uh, where we talk about uh, the various happenings at the Indian Institute of Science uh, this uh, particular podcast is going to focus on the Indian Institute of Sciences journal and particularly uh, volume 101 issue 2 and we have with us today uh, professor Umar Ramakrishnan who is a professor at the National Center for Biological Sciences TIFR and she is the guest editor of this issue, uh, issue 2, volume 101, which deals with molecular ecology and wildlife conservation. Hi, Professor Uma. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Vivek. So let's just sort of start easy. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, you know, how you sort of came to be where you are? So um, I'm Uma and uh, I work at the National Center for Biological Sciences um, in uh, Bangalore. Uh, I I love wildlife, <clears throat> I love animals, and uh, this has uh, been true since I was young. Mm-hmm. And I was always very curious uh, to understand more about their lives, mm-hmm. um, what they do, why they do it, uh, and so on. And um, I was curious about especially large things like elephants and things like that. And I always was wondered how could we understand more about them because they live so long and how long can you keep watching them and how much can you really learn by only observing them and so i was introduced to this concept of genetics and dna and the fact that um you know our dna uh, our genome tells the story of our species of our families um, and so many stories are hidden in the dna right so i i thought that this was a nice tool or a way to interrogate um animals and their lives and so that's basically uh, how I got involved in this area of research and uh, I've been doing research for about 15 plus years now at TNCBS um, and I've been really lucky I'm also an Indophile I love India and I love uh, the opportunity that I have to work in different parts of the country from the northeast to you know the western ghats to the high himalayas to deserts uh, and so it's been really a fun journey of learning for me uh, learning more about india and more about animals with the lens of uh, genetic tools wow i mean to hear that you're able to match both your endophilia as well as your uh, passion <laughs> yeah. for for animals and genetics is, is is a rare thing to be able to combine those two very separate interests yeah so coming to the iisc journal um how did this come about uh how long have you been working on it yeah so i was invited by uh, uh some of the um editorial team uh including rashna bandari to put together this special issue and while i was excited by it it was a bit of a daunting task uh, to put together so many articles uh, from experts, um, you know, in this area. Uh, and then I thought that, you know, um, it might be a really fun opportunity to work with uh, a lot of younger scientists because their perspective is uh, seldom sought. Academia is a very hierarchical uh, enterprise. And uh, usually, you know, we think that scholarship accrues uh, as you get uh, older and you have more experience. But uh, I think it's also very important to uh, allow younger scientists the opportunity to, you know, voice their expertise uh, and ideas. So so that's the kind of approach that I took. Uh, it was quite challenging because, um, you know, uh, through COVID times, it's not, it was not possible to meet anyone or discuss right. too much. Uh, and everyone pretty much had, 
you know was infected with covid or had someone in their family infected yeah. so for me to keep pushing them to kind of finish was a little hard but um i think it's very nice to it's see in the end the set of articles which really um kind of <clears throat> both represents younger scientists but also uh, a lot of very interesting kind of compilation of results uh and information uh, from india right. uh that's super interesting could you tell us now a little bit about the issue itself in terms of molecular ecology and wildlife conservation so what does this mean what does it cover um how do the articles speak to this so that's it's a very broad field right, right. um and basically like i said it's about using molecular tools or genetic approaches to understand more about ecology uh, and wildlife and um this issue includes uh, a whole suite of topics uh from understanding more about biodiversity uh an article on how do you define species and what are what have been species discoveries in india recently uh to um you know how do you actually use cutting edge tools of genomics uh where you get acquire large amounts of data uh almost in the realm of in the realm of big data to interrogate questions in wildlife given all of the constraints um and uh, technological hurdles mm. which exist even in countries uh like uh, the global south in the global south so uh, there's also several um you know very interesting articles on climate change mm. the impacts of warming uh in the himalayas and how it will affect biodiversity when we think of climate change we think of uh, melting glaciers but uh, we don't necessarily think of impacts on biodiversity or species but climate change has uh, major impacts on species also looking at uh, how climate change and you know loss of habitat impacts disease for example avian malaria uh, in birds uh, how this loss of habitat has impacted diseases in um uh, frogs uh, this chytrid fungus which has really uh, exploded uh, in frogs uh, so just as the pandemic has affected all of us and it became a pandemic because of global movement really right. uh, similarly uh, there are many diseases uh, and pandemics impacting species and i think it's important to bring to light these issues um you know especially in the context of what we've seen recently there's also some really interesting articles on connectivity i think this is a really nice article on how uh species uh, of wildlife are connected or disconnected from each other because of human impacts of roads and cities uh, these make barriers for movement of animals and there's a very very nice article which reviews all of the evidence of this uh, across different species and how these studies have been conducted uh, there's also a couple of articles on species themselves one article on social systems in elephants and this was very uh, wonderful that we could have this uh, paper here uh, from an elephant expert uh, tnc vidya and her team Uh, and another article on snow leopards also very uh, elusive charismatic species but what do we actually know about their biology uh, from a genetic lens and uh, their conservation in the future so this is just a sampling of some of the articles we have so you can see it's a very broad range yeah. 
from climate change to other types of human impacts um you know to methods um and uh, you know yeah. broadly species yeah. sounds really fascinating i'm definitely going to read it uh okay good yeah. um <laughs> I mean just to sort of step back a little bit um uh, from the issue uh since you raised all these very sort of pertinent uh you know topics of global warming and conservation and and uh, human animal conflict and things um uh, are you in a position to comment on how India is doing on this uh on this front uh because we read so much yeah. and you know yeah, most of yeah, us are so yeah. confused about what to believe yeah so you know i mean i think that um you brought up three very important points uh climate change you know biodiversity loss and human wildlife conflict these are major challenges which face biodiversity and uh that said i also think that if you look at india as a country the challenges we face the biggest challenges we face in the future will be environmental i very strongly believe this because many of the people of india are dependent on nature for their livelihoods they depend on on our forests on uh, our scrublands and so i think that the loss of nature uh, the the screw of climate change which keeps tightening these things will impact many many indians and not only just us in cities but uh, across the country people will be impacted uh, unfortunately the issues with environment tend to be mostly negative in the sense that you know today pollination services are rendered by wild pollinators yes. right that is wild insects pollinate our crops and so we don't notice them but tomorrow when these insects disappear there'll be a large negative you know budget deficit because pollination is no longer being rendered as a free service so we don't see these as positives but as negatives environmental collapse affects us negatively uh, the the intactness of the environment we don't see as a positive we take it for granted yeah. i guess it's a bit of a philosophical perspective yeah. but what i'm saying is that uh, that's not okay anymore we can no longer afford to be you know not complacent we cannot afford to be complacent about uh, the loss of biodiversity climate change and how the uh, environment is changing we have to take a proactive opinion and a role uh, to move forward so i i hope that you know issues like this uh, this journal issue will will bring to the fore uh, many of these uh, hopefully in a way which is understandable and synthetic for people to grasp okay yeah. this is the sum total of what has been happening wildlife is a very good hook you know everyone loves uh, you know tigers or elephants and i don't know whether you saw this recent movie sherni i loved oh, it oh i haven't seen it yet it's uh, on my list <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and you know it's really beautiful because it really portrays mm. all of the different uh, stakeholders and perspectives and that these decisions are not easy so that is also something which we must discuss and debate uh, i think sometimes public feel scientists have the answers that is not the case we may have data information or evidence but what decisions to be made what policies should be encouraged is something uh, which needs a lot of public participation and informing in, in you know 
an informed yes, perspective. Yes. And I think that the more knowledge we can share, which is not just about natural history. Oh, look, this is a beautiful tiger. But what does the tiger represent right. ecologically? What are the threats which face the tiger? These are things we need to internalize that second level of information and not just, you know, look at nature for its beauty and as distinct and untouched. Right. Yeah, super. Is there some kind of a, in all your travels uh, and in all your various engagements with conservation efforts and, you know, scientists and, and uh, locals across the country? Yeah. Um, are there, or is there one or two best practices that that come to mind uh, that you want to share with us? So that's a tough question, Vivek. And I guess I'm very much someone who keeps learning. Right. I I guess I'm not someone who I would, I would, I don't think of myself as an expert. I keep throwing myself into new situations to learn more. And I guess uh, the one thing which has, uh, I have always come back to is that I must be inclusive. I must discuss and be transparent. And yet, I must hold excellence and you know the best quality of science, research, evidence uh, with, in very high regard. So it sometimes becomes difficult to do all of those. Um, but I think that we must, each of us must walk that path and define our uh, kind of principles of being. Um, and I think that goes for science as well, or as we do research or science. But one thing is that it teaches you a lot. So right. you must be open to learn also. Absolutely. Sometimes when you work outside of the lab, when you work in the lab, as a scientist in general, you want to control things. So you say, okay, this is an experiment. If I control this, I'll know the effect of this. And that sometimes may come in the way uh, when you're studying nature, you can't control things. Uh, things play out and politics plays out. And you have to be flexible to learn uh, in an inclusive way, not excluding people, yeah. anyone, yeah. whether it's managers, local people or anyone, especially from conversation, whether they will be part of the solution, part of the science, maybe not, but uh, conversation is very important. So actually a lot of time goes in conversation right. and you might feel frustrated that, oh, this is not science, but it's part of the process and it has to be engaged. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, obviously, you have contributed to this issue as well. I just wrote a very short editorial piece, okay. uh, but uh, I did help with, uh, you know, um, looking through all the articles, making sure, uh, you know, things were in place. Um, basically, the you know the kind of the quality control, putting things together, selecting whom to invite. Right. Um, and things like that. So, yeah, so I guess the conceptualization right. and the pulling it yeah. together, yeah. I helped with. Right. But it was all the authors and the editors and the reviewers who took time to give comments and, you know. Right. Uh, right. So, it is always a, a collaborative effort Absolutely. of many people. Absolutely. And how long did this take you? It seems like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it actually took about, a, uh, it took uh, intensively from December onwards, wow. till about um, May or so, May or June. Uh, I think that May, I guess. I mean, I think that the invitations and getting people to accept was earlier, uh, maybe six months earlier. But uh, I think things were slowed down okay. to some extent because of uh, COVID. But I think, uh, like I said, yeah. overall, I think it's amazing we pulled it through. Yeah. At the end. 
uh is this issue available when will it be available where i think the articles go online one by one as they become available and the issue itself should be available as an issue soon uh, because almost all the all articles have to go through proofreading uh, you know and then um, yeah exactly and then they go online so uh, several of them already are uh, but i think a few may be remaining and they'll they'll all be online soon Lovely. and anyone you would like to thank i have to thank leelakshi <laughs> and uh, of course uh, dr anand suresh and uh, dr ashna and others on the editorial team for giving me the opportunity but leelakshi was extremely patient uh, and everyone from the iisc office mm-hmm. were very nice people you know not uh, not getting irritated with my uh, lack of response at times uh, i just i i i did a lot of covid response this last year i've been helping uh, with uh, testing and sequencing of these variants and so on and so uh, things have been a, a little tough uh, you know so i have probably been not the best to respond immediately but they were very patient with me and very nice uh, followed up in very very uh, nice ways how lovely yeah i think this is the time when everyone needs to accommodate everyone else because yes. we don't really know yes. what the situations are um yeah yeah So two more questions uh I think yeah. one would you do this again I think so I think so I think I would really love to do it again and I al- almost feel like uh I hope I did an okay job you know because uh, I was uh, managing I was right. doing so many different things at the same time uh but I think that it was really fun to see the whole yeah. thing come together uh and um, I think that more um you know venues for people to to write and publish is really important uh, especially for young people like i said young scientists and researchers uh, papers count for a lot and um, you know having the opportunity to also in this you know because most research papers are about right. data but these are synthetic reviews and synthetic reviews give you an opportunity to talk about what you think uh, and what your hypotheses are what your learnings are what you would like to test or you know get your opinion as a scientist out there which uh, which you cannot do so much in a say a data paper so i think these are important uh, platforms for uh, young scientists to express themselves and their interests and i hope that it helps their careers uh, as well as builds the body of knowledge in this area and i think just as a parting word do you have any hopes or advice for young people out there who might be listening who who might not be scientists or academics with regard to this issue of you know conservation and and how we can change lifestyles and stuff like that do you have any words for young people who might be listening and how they can contribute to the discourse yeah i think that it's something which we'll have to all co-create a future we need to uh, think of how we're going to work together and um i feel like a lot of the past has been about individual achievement and races uh, you know that i have to win and come first and do the best uh, and get the best job and push my own agenda forward and maybe this was a product of our social you know uh, basically independence post independence that kind of a environment uh, but now we are we have been through this last year together and we have seen um, the extent of you know how wrong things can go in our country and how well also things can come together and so i think the future is about working together i don't know maybe that sounds uh, 
like vague <laughs> but i think that we have to come up with solutions together uh, and in this collaborative solutions where different people with different opinions come together that is the only way forward because uh, you know opposing each other and individual upmanship will only get us so far and we are at the point where however well you do you are still affected by the world around you you cannot insulate yourself and your life so we must work together for the common good uh, of everyone um, how that happens that's for us to figure out i yeah. guess <laughs> yeah. yeah there's no one way i suppose so yeah yeah great thank you so much uh, professor uma for those who been listening we've been talking to professor uma ramakrishnan a professor at the national center for biological sciences uh, talk about her work and uh, the issue of the isc journal volume 101 issue 2 uh, about molecular ecology and wildlife conservation which she was the guest editor of thank you so much for your time it's been wonderful talking to you thanks vivek